0: And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. Last week, we were up north in Moorhead talking a little boys lacrosse. Today, we will take it down south, and we will talk softball with Tiffany Rose, the head coach of not just the Rosemount Irish, but the defending champion. Oh, and by the way, number one ranked and undefeated right now, Rosemount Irish. Hello, Tiffany.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations on uh, not only winning the championship last year, but but coming back and and uh, as we record this Tuesday night, uh, you're sitting seven and zero, uh, and but it's it's uh, the, the road is not getting any easier because right away on Wednesday you've you've got Prior Lake, and I think they're ranked uh, like at number eight, and so that's going to be a good test. And you'd already said you were not only looking at them, but also the next week where you have. May 9th through 13th, five days, five games. It's, it's the, uh, we are just getting into the the thick of it now, aren't we?
1: We are. And, you know, some seasons are like this. We just had some weather that just wasn't, um, just wasn't cooperating and, but you know, every team is in the same boat. So I feel, um, like every team is maybe feeling a little bit of the, the squeeze a little bit of trying to get games in and what that looks like. Um, but we're going to get it done and the weather's looking good. Um, girls are ready to play softball. So I think they're excited and, you know, they want to kind of get rolling with back to back to back games. Cause that's really when the bats kind of get going, you get in the grooves. So there are good things to having the games kind of back to back and, um, just kind of keep playing, keep playing. There's benefits to that as well as negatives, but we're going to go with the, with the positive side of it. And it's going to be, we're going to get things rolling rolling fast.
0: One of the things that stands out to me, 7-0 is great, but five of them by shutout. And I'm wondering now, your, your pitcher's name is Jessa uh, Snippis? How do we say her name? Yes, Jessa Snippis. Snippus. I, I imagine as good as she is, those five shutouts aren't just by her. I mean, that, this is, that's a team defense thing. What, what can you say about the ability that this team has shown to keep runs off the board? Yeah.
1: You know, it looks a little different this year um, in our infield. We had a couple of seniors graduate, but the girls that have stepped in have done a really great job and they do, they really have solid defense. You know, our shortstop Isabel Nosen, um, she is very consistent. She's very solid when you watch her defensively, you know, she has the same footwork for the same ground ball. And then, you know, the forehand, the backhand, I mean, the footwork is just unbelievable. So she's just really solid and really consistent. Um, Our second baseman is new to our team this year. She's a sophomore named Ari Princell. And she is just real tough and kind of the same, just got really good footwork. Um, Her arm is really great. She's really mobile. She's able to make um, kind of these plays that, you know, normally you wouldn't see because she's just really athletic. Um, So some of those things are just beneficial. You know, we have some returning girls in the outfield. um, And I think just their experience in general with, you know, most of them being returners from last year is really helped the, that shutout piece of it. But, you know, I mean, to be honest, Justa dominates on the mound too. So she makes it real easy for, for our girls defensively. Cause she has really dominated those first um, games that she's pitched. And you know, it helps when you just don't have, when you have a lot of strikeouts, she has a lot of strikeouts, 77 strikeouts in six games. Yep. <laughs> 77 in six games. Um, our senior Mazie Anderson pitched, um, a shutout against apple Valley. So. You know, our defense doesn't have to do, hasn't had to do a lot of work, but they've gotten it done when they've been asked to do it. But Jess has done a lot of, carried a lot of that load
0: on the mound. That's outstanding. She is off to the University of Minnesota is what I read. She
1: is. Yes. University of Minnesota.
0: Very good. Um, so you get a gold star, by the way, because Star Tribune always puts out emails to coaches in the metro area soliciting their information for our outlooks for the various sports through various seasons. And you were the very first response for softball. So a gold star for you, Tiffany. Thanks. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) you want these girls to, I want people to know about how great they are and how good they are and the things that they've done because, um, you know, we're proud of them and their families are proud of them and they're proud of themselves. So we wanna make sure that we are getting that information out to people and people can see that. because you know, this doesn't, doesn't come around all the time that you have such a great group together. So we want to get their names out there.
0: What strikes me is it's kind of a two-part thing. So you got to stay with me on this. Um, so my colleague, Jim Paulson, uh, he and I both uh, contribute articles to the breakdown sports media books, and he wrote about Rosemount. Um, and one of the things that kept coming up in that story, uh, whether it was you or even uh, some of the players, everyone was really surprised for the longest time that you would make a state championship game. That was not in anyone's, there was not a clear vision of that at different points of the season until basically you got, okay, we just won the state semi, So I guess we, we got to start thinking about the reality that we could be state champs now. Um, and you return seven of your nine starters. And then when it says in the outlook, your expectations, your expectations are, and I quote, finish top three in the conference, which is the South Suburban and make it to the section finals. So it struck me that after reading about how you kind of were surprised to, to be a championship team a year ago, that hasn't changed. It seems like you're taking your, your the season in small bites. You're not trying to get too far ahead of yourself. Yes, you're defending a championship. Yes, you got a lot of the key people involved, but you're just saying, hey, let's just take care of business in the conference and just get to the section final because you got to win that to get to state. And you, it seems like you're taking it in incremental steps.
1: Right. Right. You know, I, I call it the promised land (laughs) and Uh you can't get to the, you can't get to the promised land if you don't have good stuff happening before then. So, um, last year was last year was a little bit different year. You know, it was, we came off COVID. So we only had about two weeks, um, going into the season when games had started, we only had about two weeks of practice. So it was just really quick. We had to make a team, pick a team. Um, we had to, we didn't really have time to make goals. Um, That's something that we usually had done in the past. And so, yeah, like winning, you know, even winning the conference or doing well, or being 500, I mean, we didn't even really have those conversations because there just wasn't time. It was, we had to figure out how to put this team together on the field. We had all these new girls coming in and um, we just were trying to focus on the softball piece of it. So it really, it really was just trying to win games all season. And, um, and I feel the same this year, you know, we, trying to take it day by day. Our conference is a really tough conference. Um, we always have good teams in our conference. You know, prior lake is ranked right now. Farmington is ranked, but Shakopee just beat prior lake. Um, so we have good teams that we have to go against. So we know that every day we have to play great softball, but we also know that you don't have to play your best softball until the end of the year. So we talk a lot about staying focused on the game we have at hand today. We talk a lot about what can we do to be better than we were the day before. And we, like you said, we just, I really try to just take it in small bites because if you get too far ahead of yourselves, all of a sudden we're trying to play this game that we can't even get to, you know, we want to get, we want to play the state championship game, but we got to get there. And to get there, you have to really stay focused and working towards playing your best softball at the end of May and the
0: beginning of June. Now I'm curious, every time I see, a situation like yours where you win a state championship and then you have seven of nine starters returning the bulk of your lineup. With that said, do you feel like last year's team was a little ahead of schedule? Was it right on schedule? How how would you kind of view what they did in context to what you thought they might be capable of given their ages and and whatever?
1: Um, I think that maybe I think their age definitely played a role in not in, in, in feeling like, maybe the state championship wasn't like on the top of our list. You know, we had um, a freshman and four junior or four sophomores. Um, And it doesn't mean that a freshman's not great in four sophomores, but they were untested and we just didn't know what that was going to look like. And to be honest, I mean, they, we played some tough games, you know, we played Farmington to 11 innings, one on a walk-off Homer. We played Lakeville lost to Lakeville North, you know, Lakeville North walks off a double, you know, Um, we played some really tough games. We beat Lakeville North on a grand slam, the last game of the regular season, you know, stuff like that happened. So those girls were, they're great players, but even all season, they were really tested and they just kept winning the test, right? They kept winning the test. So, but yes, I think that that's maybe why their age, not having that varsity experience was probably why we never, it was never really thinking that a state championship was in there. Cause the experience, right. You're riding off what, you know, and really experienced teams are the teams um, that usually win it. And so, you know, maybe thinking about that, their age was like, yeah, it felt like it came a little early. It felt like this group was special and they have some great things going on, but we thought they would need more time and they didn't, you know, they really came out and just took care of business right away.
0: 20 odd years in journalism. I always enjoy things I haven't seen before. So referencing Jim Paulson's story in the breakdown one more time, Paige Zender, who's a uh, junior now this year, uh, swings a big bat for you, but at times, uh, last year was struggling to swing that big bat, and the quote Mm -hmm. that gave, which is one I haven't really seen in 20 years, which I love, and maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't, but she says, I was hitting the ball, but they were just little duck farts. (laughs) 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 That's wonderful.
1: Right, right, (laughs) and that's that's interesting, too, you know, because... obviously Paige has, she's, she's big, she's strong. She hits the ball hard. Um, you know, she hits doubles of the fence and hits home runs. Um, and it was interesting because I also was, I didn't even know that Paige was like struggling. She kind of struggled through the section. Um, kind of struggled to state tournament and she's one of those players that it, it was like, she swings a good, bat. And, you know, I didn't realize she was really struggling because she carries herself so well. Um, so it was kind of interesting when I went back and read some of that stuff that she had kind of struggled through the section and struggled through the first part of state. Cause as a coach, I, I guess I never saw it on her face and we had other girls pick her up and she was clearly moving runners and doing things like that, but it wasn't her norm. And just how she carries herself, you know, it wasn't even, you, you didn't even really realize it. Cause she just got out there and played defense like she needed to do and never pouted and never got down on herself. She just kept plugging away and doing what she could do. And you know, she came through for us when
0: so we needed her too. Absolutely. You know, softball is a, just another example of what I've really sat back and admired. There is such a wave of strong, competitive female athletes coming through Rosemount right now, pretty much across the board. And you see some of that, you know, in, in the summertime, you, you explained to me that you do work in the weight room. Mm-hmm. So girls, whether they're your kids or, or, or kids, that you have that maybe play another sport or maybe kids that you don't have at all, but you see them, you know, what, what can you, what can you speak to as far as what has Rosemount female athletics on such a high note right now?
1: Well, I think we have um, some really great coaches um, at Rosemount high school, both for girls and boys athletics. And I think that the girls athletic coaches um, in particular have really pressed for two sport athletes. Um, Mm. I can you know, we have a couple two-sport athletes. Um, I know some of our best athletes on the basketball team are two-sport athletes. You know, a couple of the track girls are two-sport athletes. And our coaches are really advocating to be two-sport athletes, which just makes um, you more athletic, right? You learn different things in different sports and you get to have different uh, muscles, different things, you know, bigger, faster, stronger in different ways. Um, I also think that our male coaches have done a really great job of like our football coach um, and some of our weight room guys have just done a really, really great job of what we call champions club and Irish gym. And they really promote the girls getting into the gym and lifting and they don't treat them any differently than the boys. You know, they want the girls to lift heavy and work hard. Um, So I think all around at Rosemont high school, there's numerous you know, coaches, boys, girls, athletics, doesn't matter what it is, who are really pushing all of our athletes to be bigger, faster, stronger. And that's just the culture that we're building, which has really shown specifically in the girls athletics, it's just has really shown to be beneficial for their overall
0: performance. You'd mentioned you had a couple of hockey players on your team that is playing, are playing big roles for you and played big roles for a hockey team that went to the section final. Who who would, can you remind me who those were?
1: Yep. So CC Hansen, now mm-hmm. yeah, she's my center fielder and Justice snippus our pitcher. Uh, okay. they both were, um, both on the hockey team, um, first and second line, they had great seasons this year. Um, I watched them in some games and, you know, they're feisty and they're tough. Um, and I think that they really took what they had done in the spring and they really, you know, took it to the ice and hockey and they know what it, they know what it takes to win. And they know how to get stuff done. So it was exciting for them to have those same experiences and those same things. And, um, after they had lost the section finals, you know, they were like, well, we'll take care of it at softball. So, you know, they're gamers <laughs> and they want to win. So they were ready to get after it the day hockey was done. And, um, it's great that they get to play hockey. Cause then they come into our season and their, you know, cardio is great. And their athleticism is, you know, just top notch. Wow because they're so
0: successful at their other sport. So you mentioned Jessa, you mentioned you had uh, good players at short and second, you CC center field. Uh, you didn't mm-hmm. mention Holly Hatterman yet, but she is a senior catcher, all, uh, all conference honorable mention player back there behind the dish. So that the spine right. defense is really, really strong. Is that where it starts in your mind?
1: Um. Yeah, you know, I think. I think it's great to have a good defense. I think it's great to have, you know, um, someone behind the plate, like Charlie, you mentioned Charlie, she is really calm and cool. And she's very collected. Um, she's a very smart player. She's really a good listener. Um, really good at taking things in and then taking it onto the field. So it's great to have her and Jessa working together and they work very well together. They um, really click, um, on the mound defensively. Um, and just in general, you know when you can have that strong defense, it takes some pressure off of the offense that the offense doesn't have to score as many runs. Um, so it really is I, I like a strong defense. I think it just takes you know offenses one for three is success. so it's That's tough to be point. one for three you know one for three is like a Hall of Fame baseball player. So That's if right. you can take, That's true. So yeah, so if you can take the pressure off of your offense, you know by keeping low runs on the board, I just think it, it makes it a little easier to, to win games.
0: I have to apologize because one thing I did not look up, I know you've started coaching in 2009. Had you been to the state tournament before last year?
1: Yeah. So I coached, I was the assistant coach at Egan high school um, it, from 2006 to 2008. And we uh, won the state tournament in 2008 at Egan high school.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So with Rosemount, had you made it to state before last year?
1: Nope. That was our first time.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And so mm-hmm. you, they're both great in their own right, but can tell me about Egan '08 versus last year, because you're a graduate of Rosemount and you brought it mm-hmm. home to Rosemount. Did that, again, not to take anything away from 2008, but is there a little special ingredient for, for coming home and doing it?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, I think what was really different was um, just being a head coach, being, as opposed to being an assistant coach. Cause I think in those moments I was thinking to myself, wow, there was a lot happening that, you know, according to <laughs> Julie, the head coach at Egan was doing that. I didn't even know, <laughs> you know, cause I felt like I was maybe just along for the ride once I, you know, in the midst of it, you know, you feel like you're kind of doing all this stuff. But, um, last year I certainly felt a little bit of a different, um, just a different feel as the head coach. Um, but yes, I'm certainly, um, excited. It was exciting. You know, I, I, you know, I played at Rosemount High School and it was just a really great thing to be able to um, just bring that home to Rosemount and um, definitely different than Egan. It was also great at Egan, but yeah, there's a different feel. There's just a different feel when it's kind of your hometown and, you know, your goal has, my goal was always to coach at Rosemont High School. Um, oh. so, it felt, so it felt very different to, to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know you, we talked about, keeping things in in, in small bites and, but I'm curious you've, now that you've done it, um, Mm -hmm. the championship team, this team, do you feel like the ingredients are there? And yes, talent wise, it appears that they are intangible. wise, Are you seeing what you like to see so far this season? Does this team have the right components of an eventual state champion?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's, I think to win a state tournament, you have to have a lot of things happen and you got to be a little bit lucky, um, yeah. right? We had a lot of things. We had a lot of things for all the teams last year, just in general, the weather was better. You know, you had more days off, pitchers could rest a little bit more. Um, so things were just a little bit different when you think about the season as a whole last year. Um, and again, you know, I think I think any state championship coach would say, you gotta be a little bit lucky, right? Like things just gotta go your way. You know, Paige hits a grand slam. I mean, she'd never hit one in her life. So not that she can do it, but you know, there's a little bit of luck going your way. So, but when I look at this group of girls, I definitely think that they, um, I definitely think that they have the offensive power, um, to be very effective against a lot of different types of pitching. Um, I think that with Jessa on the mound, um, she has the ability to keep batters off their, um, you know, off balance and things like that. Yeah. Um, so when I look at it as a whole, it definitely, it definitely crosses your mind that they have a really great opportunity in front of them. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. You know, I've said it numerous times. The last back-to-back state champions was 0405. And that was very well. um, so it doesn't happen often. And so we really have to you know, dig in and stay focused and make sure that we're doing the little stuff every day. Um, So when it comes time for, you know, anything to happen, we're prepared. Um, But, but yeah, they definitely have the components to do it, you know, and there's lots of other teams out there that have the components as well. So we just got to stay focused and hope, you know, we get a little lucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you got to have the bouncers. And as you said, it's just things that have to go right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely very good uh i, I think that uh, covers everything i wanted to cover about this team about about what you're doing well and and uh, wh- who's doing it and and uh i appreciate very much your time and i wish you well against prior lake and, and next week i know you said you're looking forward to playing every day i guess i'll have to check back the next friday see how you really feel
1: <laughs> right right when we're all tired and need a nap right right
0: very good Well, Tiffany, thank you very much for the time and uh, all the best. And and we'll be watching here at Star Tribune and and, uh, mnsoftballhub.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much.